Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Introducing Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Julia Men at The Wee Tipple, and Mindy Schwartz at Whiskey Editor. With special guest Ali Ayers. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know I will. I don't know why I'm counting down. I don't um, know either. Welcome back, <laughs> Wranglers. Uh, wow, here we are, well into fall. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really cool show. We have Ali from Australia here. Say hello. I'll say good day. Hey, thanks for having me. That'll work. Um, fosters and all that, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> also have uh, we also have Julia and Mindy who are here to to talk and, and do stuff. Uh, I'm going to probably sit most of this episode out, listeners. Uh, and gee, Justin, why stories. is that? We're doing drunk stories. And I, perhaps to my awesomeness, perhaps to whatever reasons the universe has decided, have no drunk stories that aren't, that are my own. I have plenty of others for other people, but those aren't things uh, that are huh. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it doesn't make my sure. friends look But I have never been drunk. Uh, so that wow. is a challenge for all of you swiggers and ramblers out there. Come and get me drunk. We'll we'll have some fun. I feel uh, like so yeah. it should be illegal for you to be a swig and ramble podcast host if you've never been drunk. Like that's I've the whole never, point. Of, okay, I've the whole point of the show drunk. is not getting drunk, but like really, I've really. I've probably been tipsy in my life to the point where I was like, maybe I should stop, but never to a point where I black out or don't remember anything. Never to the point <sighs> where I could drive home. Never to the point where I, I yeah, just never. My liver might be seven times bigger than it should. I don't know what the I don't know what the problem is, frankly. One of these ramblers needs we need to go out and we need to get sloshed. That's that's what I'm thinking. So who's got a let's let's jump in here. What's in your glass and who's got a sour with my mask? Jules. God, oh, oh, you know, I could have oh fine. Okay, we're moving on. You know what's pissing me off lately by souring my mash? Fucking ants. And I mean like all oh, the little creatures, not not like female relatives but oh my god it's it's been so frustrating seriously so soul crushingly frustrating to have ants infesting my kitchen and I can't get rid of them and it makes me feel like a bad house liver because I, I, I don't, okay, guys, I'm stressed. I'm upset. Don't ask me to use real words to get my point across. They're laughing at me right now. But like, the good thing this is a podcast and words don't matter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just very frustrating that I have been battling ants for several weeks and they just seem to get more and more. And I finally figured out where they're coming from and I finally got ant traps, but I'm not sure the traps are working how long do these traps take to work? They came highly recommended as like best ones on the market. It's raid. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. So you know what I'm drinking? I'm drinking wine that's red and cold and bitter like my soul. Oh. And like ants. <laughs> ants are black and awful. Oh. I'm still just imagining like relatives and like this whole story is like <laughs> just because you had to decipher it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad house liver. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, is, are you going to explain that too? Because no, like I'm not a home owner. Like I rent, but I live in my house. It's just, anyway, Ellie, what sour is your mash girl? What's shaking? Oh, what sour is my mash is when people come in to my work establishment and you know they rock up for a job interview sorry my voice is like going at the same time I apologize um yeah so my people coming to my work for a job interview and they self-sabotage it without uh I don't know if they mean to or not but it's not even in a funny way if you're going to self-sabotage a job interview like I've done many a times and gotten the job for for the record um I would have hated to have seen the candidates that day. <laughs> but um, yeah, when people come in, you're like, okay, cool. I'm after someone to work in the bar. 
okay, well, do you have anything in production? It's like, no, you came in and asked and applied for the bar job. There is no production job. (laughs) So yeah, that kind of sours my mash and people are just like very, uh, just waste your time full about that kind of stuff. Like if you're going to self-sabotage a job, be creative about it. When people ask you if you have any special skills, at least say that you can one hand clap and demonstrate it. I will be impressed. <laughs> oh my. And there it is. And there it is. That got me a job one time. Really? And a proper one, not one at night. <laughs> wow. Oh, that is <laughs> oh, welcome back, Ellie. We love you. Wow. <laughs> A daytime uh, office job. Let's put it that way. Uh, what, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water because I'm six months pregnant. So oh, yep, there you go. We're going to cheers. Responsible, we'll responsible. There you go. Responsible. So I, I want everyone, every listening rambler at home to have a big gulp of whatever is in their glass. Hopefully it's something delicious for my sake, please. And thank you. Here we we all raise our glasses. All you squiggers out there, all you ramblers out there, we raise a glass to Allie and her unborn baby. We're drinking <laughs> for two. Thank you guys. I we all it. are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Justin, what's shaking with you, son? Uh well, um, I am drinking because of our illustrious guest. I am drinking lime burners, which is in Western Australia. This is their single malt cask strength Ooh. sherry cask finish. Ooh, why have you not sent me this? That sounds super, delicious. Super small batch. I don't know. Um, it is illegal to ship alcohol in the United States. Oh, right. Big. For those TTB slash ABC agents listening in. <laughs> I don't mean on the podcast. I mean, listening to my phone right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just listening, period. Um, yeah, so I don't do that. Um, but later. Um, yeah, no, it's I it's cast strength. So I did grab myself some chocolate. Because, yeah. Um, instead of watering things down, I decided that I'm going to just chocolatize things. And instead of adding water to bring the proof down, I'm going to use other things to bring the proof down. That's just how I'm gonna live my life from now on. That's um, next time it's gonna be like a lobster or something, but for today it's chocolate. So um, so yeah, um, love it. It's really good. Uh, it's definitely spicy. Three Musketeers is what I'm going with because of the nougaty type of thing. Um, a little bit of butterscotch. I get a lot of, a lot of fruit on the nose because it's with, which is actually surprising because cast strength in the United States means petrol. Just boom. It's big. It's bold. It's, you know, <laughs> It's Stretch Armstrong with that. It's just this huge freaking, you can't smell anything but alcohol. This actually gets fruit. So for a cast strength at 63%, thank you very Ooh, much for that. Nice. Lime burners. Does that say 63 or 61? 61, I can't read, sorry. Line. <laughs> One doesn't even look like a three. It kind of did with the way the light was hitting this. Uh-huh. But anyway. Or maybe that could be your first drunk story. In yeah, vision. there you go. <laughs> One sip and I'm out. <laughs> we're getting him drunk for the first time ever right here on the show yes there you go well let's see let's i can see how much of this bottle i can get through um so yeah i as far as sour as my mash i have to be honest we live in some very tumultuous times i it's 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 crazy out there it's scary there's war there's politics there's funerals there's people tweeting mean shit there's it's a scary time i mean 2022 and there's still shit that we're debating and discussing and arguing basic basic things that you wouldn't think that would actually affect anyone, but it's just incredibly frustrating. The one thing I thought we could all agree on in this world was how to eat a goddamn fucking Oreo. Oh, oh no. I use a oh, fork. No. Who in the fuck dips their Oreos in, with a fork? <laughs> who, is, who is doing this, Mindy? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I can take the Trumps of the world. I can't, what? People, ramblers, please write us, call us, send us care of, you know, swig and ramble. How do you eat an Oreo? Please tell me you eat it like a human being. I'm also now interested in how other people eat cupcakes. 
Because I guess I eat cupcakes no. weird. No, please. You're not one of those people who turned it into a sandwich, are you? You know what? Oh, no. I saw that video the other day. It's brilliant. <laughs> How do now you Now I want an Oreo. Fuck. I don't even have any cookies on hand. Damn it. Justin, now I want cookies. You know what? That sours my mash. Not having any goddamn motherfucking cookies. Always have <laughs> snacks when we do this podcast. We're going to talk about food inevitably. But yeah, seriously. I bring in the big news of the week. Ukraine taking back tons of space. Awesome. People don't know how to eat a fucking Oreo. I mean, what is going on here with this world today? Mm. Cindy, what's that Dang, doing? it's smart. Your fingers don't get soggy. Okay, anyway. Um, I don't even know how you can actually put a fork in an Oreo without it just crumbling. Or maybe it's just the shit in, Oreos oh, here. You put it in the center, in the, in the cream. She puts it in the cream. cream. So she slides it in sideways. Like, you know, oh. the layers, the sandwich, the milk. She slides it in there sneaky like. I just think we have shit Oreos here where they're too thin to actually do that. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, we have Please stuff like continue. double stuffed. Well, here in America, and especially in Texas, Oreos are 15 pounds a piece. <laughs> so tonight, guys, I am drinking a um, a prickly pear um, gin mule. And Which it sounds is- freaking baller and it you looks can't fabulous. see it because it's a podcast obviously but it is like electric pink it is a yeah. it's such a fun color <laughs> it's really pretty it's so beautiful. what gin was the gin pink or how exactly did prickly, you make this? prickly pear syrup is pink the fruit Ooh. off of the, the cactus is like electric pink um so i picked up three or four bottles of prickly pear syrup at a farmer's market um and i've been using it in everything we're making prickly pear lemonade and prickly pear cocktails and it's it's awesome highly recommend (laughs) but sours my mash is animal (laughs) this is gonna sound so bad um animals adopting people okay i spent a month worth of weekends traveling to albuquerque doing visits with this bird to bond with this bird because I wanted a big bird. We had, we adopted a cockatoo. This cockatoo picked my fucking husband. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so frustrating. Bird. And I'm the one that wanted a bird. He just, he could give two shits about me. My <laughs> husband walks in from work and he throws up his umbrella and he's dancing. He's, I love you and hi and talking. He's at home with me all day and he gets angry and he bites me. And it's like, I just, I give up. That's so sad. You can have some cockatoos from my parents' place. They just eat all the oranges and it's time to piss everybody off. <laughs> Tell them they can oh have my. some ants. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry, Mindy. That's so disappointing. Yeah, that's yeah. really heartbreaking. You just want this bird to just fucking love you and it chooses no. something else. It's- I mean, it's, I I love him and it is what it is, but it is funny because every animal that we've ever, you know, bought, adopted, has picked me up to this point. It's always been an animal my husband wanted and they've always picked me over him. And the one animal that I wanted (laughs) fucking picked him. Ah, animals. It's like they have minds of their own. It's crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not okay. When animals have minds of their own. Mm. You no, really no, want to go no, there, no. Justin? You really want to fight? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is not a fighty show. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode. So, Mindy, why am I so excited? What are we talking about today? <laughs> Drunk stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We we all have one. Or a hundred, or maybe in Justin's case, absolutely fucking zero. He'll uh, admit. He'll <laughs> admit. He'll admit. Ranging from innocent to jail, practical jokes to permanent tattoos and feats to failures. Let's see what our group of hosts can come up with for funny stories tonight. Oh, who wants to start? Allie's like me. <laughs> I've I've written like a list of <laughs> of certain of certain stories, and I have like basically given them a title. Ooh. And I, a summarization before it goes into it. Oh, this so, sounds fantastic. Yeah. I feel underprepared <laughs> now. Okay, right. so there is 
it's Christmas in a few hours and I'm stuck in a skate bowl and all of my possessions are stolen. Send help or I'm peeing here. That's probably where I'm going to start. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. I'm ready. Where's my drink? All right. So it's creeping up towards Christmas. I'm The drinking age here is 18 and I've just finished high school and my friends, like, I'm born in February, so I'm the youngest bracket of my friends and they're all old enough to drink. So two of them um, bought me alcohol. Again, I've got like two months until I can actually legally drink and be an adult anyway never underage drink it's not a very good idea and you do stupid shit like this so basically um it all started out very innocent I went over to my friend's house their parents asked us how we were it annoyed the shit out of us for some reason and we went across the road from our high school which has like an aquatic center um, and a skate bowl and a park and a cricket pitch and all of this other kind of stuff that we weren't actually interested in going there. We just wanted to do a McDonald's run and get really drunk off Apple Smirnoff. And another girl joined us. And to this day, I cannot stand the smell of apple-flavoured vodka. It's just the most oh. fucked thing ever. And so basically we started drinking it straight because, like, you know, when you're young and you're reckless, ugh, like you, you just don't care. You live like you want to die. And oh. so <laughs> basically we were just like, yeah, we, we've all got like $5 between us after we've like bought this one bottle of booze. Um, you know, let's, you know, we're not eating anything or anything like that. So we get like, we sit around this picnic table and we just start swigging vodka and we're just like, yeah, we're real hardcore. And then the sun starts with, going down and we're a bit off. tipsy. <laughs> yeah. Apple smell off devil's water. Um, <laughs> and so the sun goes down and there's all these other cars that start coming into the car parking lot. And they're like people who are probably a little bit older than us. And they kind of realize that, that we're drunk and they come over to us and try to like heckle us for booze. And we're like, Oh no, this is ours. Like get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, and then they ended up getting booze and they started drinking and stuff like that. And then again, they kept trying to join our party. But we're like, mm, no. Okay. Like, you know, you guys have like come up on the wrong foot to start with. We're not, we're not mates. Uh, you do you, we do us, fuck off and leave us alone. And so they kind of persisted too, but then realized that we got really, really, really drunk. The other two girls started fighting. So I was by myself. Oh my. Um, and so then this is where I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'll just have my own fun alley adventures. I yes. thought I had locked my car. I had not. Um, I had left the keys in my car as well. <laughs> um holy fuckery and um so I decided to go for a little walk by they like you know fought it out and clearly they didn't want me involved so I went and I, I found the skate bowl and I was like cool like you know I don't I can't even skate in a skate bowl let alone walk in a skate bowl so I, I decided that I was going to jump in the skate bowl and just see what it's all about you know like you know live a little new experiences and all that don't do that um you can't get out, especially when you can barely walk. So I was trying to like scrape myself up the skate bowl. I've got grazes up my arm from trying. I'm like this little girl who's just crying, who needs to start like almost going to the bathroom. And I have to call someone from like 45 minutes away who would answer my phone call to be like, can you get me out of this skate bowl and get me a sandwich or something? Like, you know, I'm going to pee here. Like... And even worse, I'm probably going to die here. And it's summertime, so it's really fucking hot as well. So I'm starting to get very dehydrated. <laughs> and so this person comes along. They get me out of this skate bowl. And I don't know where exactly they went after there. They were like, are you here alone? And I'm like, no, of course I did not here alone. There's like two other people, but they've like, they got into a fight and left like somewhere so like they're still around they're just not with me clearly here in this skate bowl that I can see and so they went off looking for them and then I went to like this cricket pitch and I was like you know what I'm starting to get the heaves 
like oh. real bad. Oh. So I'm sweating from the heat, sweating from drinking too much on an empty stomach. Oh. And all of a sudden, this guy who catches my bus in the grade below comes and walks past. And he's like, what do you like to put this into context? I'm like, a, I come from a very small town and I was schooled outside of the district because my parents thought for some reason I would make more friends. <laughs> Didn't work. Um, <laughs> so this guy from um, my bus comes along and he's just like, what are you doing here in the middle of this cricket pitch across from our high school on a weekend? And I'm just like, oh, I don't even know anymore. What are you doing here? You don't even drive. And he's like, I walked here. And that walk would have taken from where he lives probably two days. So it was like, you walked here? So he, I was like, Why, where are you walking to? A house party. And he's just like, yeah. And he never ended up going to the house party. He like ended up staying with me, which was really nice of him. And we ended up like, we found the other girls. We slept in the car. And I noticed when I woke up, my Motorola Razor is gone, which is like the most oh. Y2K phone ever. My oh, yeah. digital camera, which back then there was like, they were, they were so shitty, but it was just like, they're expensive. And oh, so my digital camera was gone. My wallet was gone. Um, the only, my game, my Pokemon Game Boy Color was gone. My Pokemon Red version was gone. They stole everything from me besides my newest edition of Anne Rice interview with the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> which I still got that coffee today. So then, um, yeah, I, I sobered up and I ended up driving everybody home and everyone stinks. It's really hot. Everyone's very hungover. I drive everybody home, including the guy from my bus and I get home and I was like, dad, all of my belongings are gone because he was just like yelling at me that I didn't contact him or anything. And I'm just like, my phone was stolen. My wallet's stolen. Everything's gone. I don't know what happened. No, I haven't been drinking, but he knows that I have. And as punishment, dad's like, okay, well, you have to call the police and tell them what happened. So I asked him to leave room and um yeah I just I leveled with the police I'm like yeah okay this is what's happened like all my belongings are stolen I only remember at one point I was threatened with a crowbar <laughs> luckily I wasn't actually beaten after death but um yeah so as punishment dad takes me out because we haven't got a Christmas tree yet and he's like okay we're gonna get you like the shittest phone ever so I can at least contact you when you inevitably do stupid shit again and yeah, so took me out Christmas tree shopping. He's like, how about this Christmas tree? And I'm like, yes, that looks good. Just ugh, can we go down? And he's like, well, why does it look good? Why does it look good instead of this one? And kept trying to like make excuses so that it would just drag on. So I would suffer and suffer and suffer. And then he made me go back to the crime scene and search the whole bushes and everything like that. All of my IDs had been snapped in half. <laughs> I couldn't find my phone still. And yeah, it was just like, a. I was still adamant that, to dad that I had not been drinking, but yeah, he's, he's not an idiot. <laughs> And then it was Christmas and yeah, everyone was like super weird towards me. So and they're like, okay, this is signs of things to come. Wow. Yeah. It was a ride. It was, it was a ride. And I think it was just the weather and the temperature that just made it extra fucked up, but it was terrible. Oh, yeah, that I sounds rough. I have a question. Yeah, the please. Person- that rescued you from the skate bowl, bring you a sandwich like you asked? No, they did not. They Aww. just helped me out of the skate bowl. <laughs> How did they help you out? They throw like a rope down or bring a ladder or just reach down? They just reached down and kind of like just, just monkey gripped me up. I was just like, <laughs> okay, cool. That was great. Never doing that again to this day, have not set foot inside a skate bowl or even tinkered around the edge. Just... <laughs> just in case I might sense. fall in and just, yeah, you know, cry myself to death Ooh. in there. <laughs> wow. My face hurts from laughing during all of that. Wow. That was <laughs> none of my stories are even close to that entertaining. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to give it to Ali. She's a great storyteller. 
Well, she thank is. you. That's the first and last time I'll ever hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you came to the right place. <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm amongst friends. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that yeah. sounds like a wrap then. I mean, if we, if we're not going to top that, then. <laughs> I got nothing to compare to that. Shit. Right? <laughs> All right. Who's, who's next? Let's see. Um, okay, Justin, so did I, you miraculously remember one of your drunk times? I did, did not. You also get stuck I, in do, I do want to read out just the words that are on my screen. It says oh, baby raccoon, Honduras, Mexico. Okay. And you're up. <laughs> you have to pick one. Those are like three different stories. <laughs> okay, we'll start. We will start with a drunk raccoon story. And I will find the picture of me and this baby raccoon and I will post it to the Swig and Ramble socials whenever we post this episode. Oh, God. But for background, <laughs> my degree is in wildlife management. Okay. Um, I have raised raccoons possums baby white-tailed deer like been there done that all i've always wanted to keep as a pet a baby raccoon because they so, make the perfect burglars they they get into fucking everything like it's the most just senseless wish i have because they're terrorists you have to baby proof your whole house and they still get into everything but anyway we were at a friend's house and i drank and drink and drink whenever i drink i don't have an off switch like i hit a certain point and it's just like yeah no just give me the whole fucking bottle like we're just gonna keep going so <laughs> we're driving back home from our friend's house and we live on the top of a mountain very twisty turny road and we come around a corner and my husband's driving and right in the middle of our headlights is mama raccoon and like six baby raccoons behind her ah! so, Neil throws the car in park and he's like i dare you to go get one i'm like fuck it i'm drunk and i've always wanted one i'm getting myself a baby fucking raccoon so i get out of the car and he was just joking with me but i drunk stumble out of the car (laughs) and i go pick up a wild baby raccoon (laughs) oh it's it it was baby and (laughs) i get back into the car and my drunk dumb ass proceeds to snuggle said wild rabid baby raccoon next to my neck oh. next to my jugular because it's a baby and you gotta snuggle you know um it was very angry <laughs> and it was hissing and screeching and it, thank god it didn't bite me but it had a hold of my shirt and i was trying to pull this raccoon off my neck and my husband's fumbling with his iphone ah! to take pictures ah! <laughs> i'm screaming because this this little raccoon is clearly going to like eat my ear at this point and he finally gets a picture and he grabs it by the scruff and he pulls it off of me and he drives the car up 10 or 15 feet and mama raccoons on the side of the road and he like very softly puts the baby out the door and he's like i'm very sorry mama raccoon and we drove home but i do have the photo i have the photo um <laughs> don't pick up wildlife don't pick up baby animals Ugh. i i know better i knew better but i am not joking when i say i was like probably a full fifth of like wild turkey 101 into the night so i was not fucking thinking clearly <laughs> primal turkey wish- became your spirit animal yeah yeah uh, Primal wishing Mindy came to the fore and overrode all good sense and training. So yes, yeah, no. Yeah. Five Listen years ago, to- just out the window. Just out the window. <laughs> Listen to what we say, not what we do. <laughs> Speaking of, of wild animals, how you, when you're drunk, you want them. I become one when I'm drunk. <laughs> um, I am not, I mean, I look athletic because I'm tall and relatively thin. That does not mean I am in shape. I am not a runner. I I don't do, you know, sports or anything like that. However, however, um, thankfully, most of my stories are when I was living in New York. So I didn't have to worry about, um, you know, driving or anything. I could navigate New York drunk as a skunk and, you know, call it good. Um, with the public transport, but oftentimes we were within distance of home, right? So I remember the very first time I ever got full-on drunk. 
So I was in theater school at the time and it was someone's 21st birthday. And so we all went and the night started with green jello shots. To this day, I don't think I've ever taken another green jello shot. Lord knows what the fuck else we were drinking because, you know, I didn't know anything about alcohol really. I mean, I'm, I had drinks before, but I was not a prolific drinker before that party. <laughs> Certainly not to the level of drunkness. Um, but when I realized that I was actually becoming drunk for the very first time, and I was in theater school and I'm all about life experiences and I wanted to get as much out of this experience as possible to use for future endeavors. You know, if I ever had to play a drunk person, which I have, and you know what, maybe it came in handy. Um, I really, I just wanted the full experience. So even though I realized I'm getting drunk, I should stop now. No, I was like, I'm getting drunk. Let's get really drunk and see what we can try and remember afterwards. So <laughs> thankfully I don't really remember what I was drinking that night. I do remember I was very fascinated with one of my classmates shaved heads. So, like <laughs> I was sitting on the couch, um, petting his head and one of my friends thankfully dragged me away and was like, honey, no, 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 we, no, we're not gonna, we're not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, but then she also had to chase me as I, my 5'10 self with legs for days, decided to run the entire 12 blocks and two avenues home. Oh God. And she Jeez. was like this tiny five foot nothing. She's like, Julia, Julia, get back here with her. Yeah! And I was just fucking gone. I was like a goddamn gazelle just down the streets, leaping over the sidewalk. Oh my God. I mean, they, they really turned out pretty fine. You know, I don't remember being wildly hung over or anything, but you know, when I was that young, I didn't get hung over and that was glorious. Oh, I, I, miss, those days. Days. I miss those days. Yeah. I miss when they don't last for like a whole week afterwards. Oh. That hurts. Yeah. You lose whole days due to Maybe you didn't even get really drunk. You had two glasses of wine and then you're fucking hung over because you're old now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> but you know what? I, okay, I'm going to save those for our another upcoming episode about uh, hangover myths. So stay tuned. But yeah, that was my very first time ever being fully drunk off my ass. <clears throat> we're going nice. to come back to Edward Tizerhands here in a minute. Um, <laughs> Allie, what else you got? Uh, so many, but this inspired the Duhas beer wall of death story. Mm. So, like, I, like Ramstein? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there was like this really shitty German kind of like chain of like beer halls back when like um like German beer was like a huge fad here. Then it completely died. Then it, it's come back now. Um, but, yeah, I think I was, like, in my early 20s or something like this, and it was a friend's birthday, and we went to the Bavarian uh, somewhere in Australia. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we went there, and you just end up doing shots of, like, everything and anything. And, yeah, so basically... Uh, I caught up with another friend there that I hadn't seen in quite a long time. And him and I are just like notorious for just getting really messy and a really bad influence on each other and everybody around us. And we decided to keep doing shots of stuff called devil's tongue. And it's like this, it's, it's a cinnamon liqueur thing, but it's like really, it's like at 45% ABV, like percent. Oh. So uh. I don't know how that's like, oh, it's disgusting. I, I can't. Oh. And it tastes like, it's it's like cinnamon and antifreeze. Like, oh, yeah. Really oh. oh, that's rough. And, um, and yeah, just mixing that up with a lot of like beer and stuff like that. And since I'm like a vegetarian, there's not a lot for me to eat. Moral to a lot of my drunk stories is just promise me you'll eat before you drink. <laughs> like. It's the worst. Excellent. Excellent. Just do it. Point. Yeah. Um, 
yeah and so yeah uh we went downstairs and they have their token accordion player and he plays songs upon request and everything like that and he was playing Duhas um on the accordion and it was beautiful and my friend and I were like yeah like you know just fucking around just being like yeah let's let's make up a handshake so you go like this and like I know that the listeners can't see at home but it's where you kind of like interlock your kind of knuckles are your index knuckles and you pull them up you squeeze them and pull them apart and it makes a noise like that and so my friend his elbow was inconveniently yeah how cool is it (laughs) um and my friend was inconveniently um (laughs) situated between like there was a big wall of beer glasses behind him and we're so drunk and we do that little handshake thing and he elbows the wall of beer glasses and I swear the accordion just slowed down and everything went in slow motion and we're just looking at each other looking at the the beer glasses falling down looking at security pointing and looking to us and we're like we've got to get out of here so I've never seen anyone so drunk go in such a straight line at such a precise speed I was just like, we've got a leg it, we've got to get out of here. So we just ran and we ran for blocks and no one could find us. And we just thought that we were so mega paranoid that we were going to get arrested. <laughs> but luckily it was all, it was all good. Um, yeah, for us anyway, I should probably go and apologize to them one day. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. a time. <laughs> Whenever you Ooh. do that handshake, just make sure that there is not a wall of uh, anything fragile behind you. Yeah, that was actually pretty nifty. I know the viewers don't get to watch the video, but like it works. It's actually kind of fun. We are both over here, like on screen, <laughs> trying to pop our knuckles. <laughs> Speaking of um, hand <laughs> handshakes, that reminded me. God, so many of these things I block out, but <laughs> reminds me when I was in Vietnam, also do as I say, not as I did, like highly recommend don't get drunk in other countries. Could be very dangerous. Just be smart when you're traveling. Anyway, I wasn't. Thankfully it was all fine, but (laughs) we were out. uh, I was staying at a hostel and a bunch of us went out to one of the bars and we're having a good fucking time. And obviously we all started getting all tipsy. Oh my God. Well, because two of the guys that I was in a room with. So in Asia, bit of a backstory they do buckets there for like really really cheap so you can get an entire bucket of a cocktail or alcohol or whatever for like five bucks it's insane uh so a lot of backpackers go there and these guys were chugging buckets in eight seconds and they were doing it several times in a row and I was just like whoa that's crazy and that doesn't look good but I was very impressed and they had like this little chanty song thing whatever so I left them doing that and I went inside and the whole point about high-fiving is someone asked me for a high-five so I went and obviously you know I'm not the most coordinated person at the best of times (laughs) but add in quite a fair amount of alcohol and then low lights with a lot of strobes and flashing stuff and like I accidentally high-fived this guy's face (laughs) and I slapped someone no, yeah. I mean, it wasn't exactly a slap. It was a I slap. Literally, no, it wasn't a slap. This, it was is like it, here, watch. in the fucking face. That's, that's a slap, yeah. That's, against his head. He slapped some innocent person in the face. Well, he asked for it, but he didn't ask to be slapped. See, no, I think a slap is like side to side with intention. No, I smacked his face. But slapped the thing the is, I was also wearing my ring. I had an index oh. ring. Um and I definitely cut his forehead open. Felt really bad about that after the fact. Didn't know it at the time. He was just like, yay! And we're like, yay! But then, so, going back. Eventually, I found my way home alone, which, you know, always be wise when you're traveling solo. But I was fine. It worked out. Mom, don't be upset. This was years ago. Um, but those guys who I was Nancy, sharing... Nancy. Yeah, who I was sharing the room with, right? The guys who were chugging multiple buckets. Um, I go home or go to the hostel and pass out. And I wake up the next morning 
oh my God, I have never seen such carnage and devastation. Um, it was one of the most horrific and disgusting and smelly things I've seen. And you know what? I blocked this out and now it's all coming back to me. I can smell it and see it. And oh my God, it was so awful. And then they, they didn't clean it up. They wouldn't clean it up. They were expecting the staff to, and they left it all day. And I was like, I need to fucking change rooms because this is disgusting. There was vomit everywhere. There was like, oh my, it was horrific. So I had to change rooms. Kids don't chug buckets in Asia. Just don't (laughs) learn from someone else who has been there and witnessed that. Just don't. And don't accept high fives from people either. Yeah, probably. Yeah, especially <laughs> if they're wearing big metal rings, you might you might get so so was this a um a local or one of the people you were traveling with or um the guy that I accidentally cut his head open, he assaulted, yes. Yeah. Uh, he asked for it. It wasn't assault, it was more like assault. a pepper. I don't know. Terrible joke. I'm sorry. I don't see myself out for that. Um, he was not a local, but he was working at the hostel. So he was a long-term person. The other two guys were just traveling and we weren't so traveling. This innocent we just- employee. Yeah. Tired, already probably tired of Americans in Vietnam. You assaulted this innocent employee. He was probably the one that suggested we all go out. Okay. Probably. Probably. He deserves to get his head cut off. Okay, I understand now. Mindy, <laughs> do you have any assault really, really bad stories? No, I don't have any assaulty stories, but but I definitely have getting drunk in foreign country stories. Mm. <laughs> um, we we like to do cruises, right? We used to live close-ish to Galveston, which is a major cruise port. Um, I've got two different drunk in Mexico stories um that both involve my husband I love this man to pieces but if you want to survive in a foreign country do not go with Neil (laughs) okay um we were in Mexico this was on our honeymoon and um Neil had to have the CD that was only released in Mexico so we've been doing like Mayan runes or whatever all day and this was in was this in belize this was in belize because in belize you can drink and drive as in like our taxi driver had a beer drinking and driving right wow drugs huh. on every street corner the whole night out okay so we're in mexico and neil has to have the cd and so we're definitely day drunk spent way too much time in the sun Ooh. and we end well, up that's in bad this- combo fish market fruit market place in the middle of this neighborhood that's nowhere close to where the bus dropped us off and we finally find a member of the mexican military we're gonna ask him for directions right you can trust cops (laughs) in foreign countries no you can't um the cop or i'm gonna call him a cop he was a member of the military takes us to the local drug lord that is sitting on the corner to ask for permission to escort us to the local sort of my husband called it a biblioteca little cd dvd store right gets permission from the drug lord to escort us to go buy this fucking cd all we have is american money the people that own the store will not accept u.s dollars so we have to be escorted back to the drug lord to ask him for permission to go to the fruit stand down the street to get change in pesos to go back to the scene what we were we were (sighs) escorted everywhere in this little neighborhood by a member of the mexican military like m16 the whole bulletproof vest the whole nine yards who answered to the local drug lord jesus fuck i i that ruined me for life as far as traveling in foreign countries with my husband. And the man was to, to, to praise, praise the local drug lord a little bit, was very patient and very <laughs> nice with the white foreigners in his neighborhood. Um, 
we made it back to the bus. We made it back to the boat. We're obviously still alive today. This was on our honeymoon 13 years ago. Um, yeah. Uh, never follow a drunk husband into the middle of nowhere in Mexico. Don't do it. Noted. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Neil's, Neil, my husband loves to tell that story. I'm like, that is just, just chock full of red flags and warnings and shit you should never fucking do ever. <laughs> wow yeah no so uh drug lords yeah the military what? police and Jesus, yeah, i'm so glad you're okay hey okay. <laughs> you know i do have to say the rate at which the lady that ran their little money laundering operation at the fruit stand changed cash was just insane like she had one of those little plastic fold out folders for oh, yeah. money from all over the world just as quick took 10 seconds for her to give us the exact amount of pesos for our like two u.s dollars for this fucking cd hmm. but seriously it was like the best pair i'd ever eaten in my life because who can pass up fresh fruit whenever you're drunk in mexico so oh, god i do miss fresh fruit oh well, that was, that was <laughs> kind of one of the best things about traveling i uh I have similar stories. I was just never drunk. I was just stupid. Well, maybe we'll have another episode for stupid shit we've done. That's probably we a good drunk. call because I've got stuff. But I do have, speaking of cruising, and then we'll go to, I think, Allie's next story. Speaking of cruising, I did buy the package this time for my next cruise. The, the booze package came with the Ooh. thing. Hopefully, I'll have some drunk stories. Hey! Oh, I am going to I am going to consume just enough to actually make it worth you know the package. Well, we looked at doing that, but it's like when we looked at doing it, it was like eighty dollars per person, and every adult in your room over the age of twenty one had to buy it. Yeah, per day for every day of the cruise, eighty dollars per person. Challenge accepted. Oh no, it's easy. <laughs> I will send you guys the link. We should actually do a swig and ramble. Booze cruise. Yes, I'm in. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll get someone to look after my son. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, love it. (laughs) Does Allie have another one? I have, oh, it's it's just a matter of choosing. I've got one that's tequila themed now. And then now I'm thinking about the Sydney Aquarium one that I turned. Okay, no, yeah, no. Tell us about the aquarium. Excellent, cool. So Everyone loves a good aquarium story. A million years ago, it was Nick's 30th birthday. (laughs) Nick is my husband and he's um, also like the co-owner of our distillery as well. Um, So we literally do everything together. And... What do you get the man who has everything, including such an awesome girlfriend at the time? Yes. What do you get him for a milestone birthday? So basically what I did was I shut down Sydney Aquarium for him and had dinner organized and stuff like that in like the shark kind of thing. And I paid for like all stops out. I was like, yeah, a booze package, everything. Nick and Ali style, we pre-drink before we go anywhere yes and so one of our favorite things to do is grab a flask and sit in sydney harbor and people watch the people who have these really obnoxious boats that aren't really going anywhere (laughs) you just have like the most like you can't hear them talking but you can buy their body languages with people who come on board whether they're happy with the people who've come on board whether they're upset whether they're trying to get somewhere if you're picking up what I'm putting down um or if they're just really not interested and want them to leave the premise so we were sitting in Sydney Harbour swigging whiskey people watching these rich people until I got a text message being like, yeah, meet me like us in this spot. So I was like, okay, cool. So thankfully it was the people from the aquarium because um, <laughs> it doesn't come up with the number. Um, but very trustingly, <laughs> assuming it was the people from the, the aquarium uh, took us in and we got to go for a whole tour of the aquarium at night with nobody in there. We could stay in there as long as we wanted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we lost Allie. What, what the fuck? What? What? No, what, what happened? Your hey. sound cut out. No, oh, she's just making everything oh up. She's pretending oh my she God. had a yeah, great Yeah, she's story. totally doing it on purpose, guys. <laughs> then 
and that's it. (laughs) 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 So basically we're like drunk in the aquarium by ourselves. They leave you alone. Uh, We were like watching all the porpoise and stuff like that. And we get to the shark tank and it's like done in this really, no, I can see that my internet is unstable notification. Um, So basically we get to the shark tank aquarium there's this big tunnel where you have stingrays, sharks, everything just constantly going over you. And there is the cheesiest 2000s R&B love songs playing. It was really cheesy and so romantic and we're already really drunk. And there's all these candles everywhere as well. Like it was almost frightening. I find that stuff really weird. So we sit down and we have dinner and they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, they thought that the inclusive drinks package is like, one or two um kind of like maybe bottles of wine or beverages we drank about three bottles of wine each and nick had additional beers and there is photos of us from this night and i don't know like the staff were like weird and scared of us and couldn't tell us no So they just kept giving us what we want and what we're asking for. So we get to like lie down on the ground with like bottles of wine each, just looking up at the sharks and being like, oh, this is so cool. Um, And then eventually like way after our reservation was up, they ended up kicking us out, but they gave us like a tour of the last bit of the aquarium very nicely of them. And just like trying to get all of our brain cells together and learn about fucking ember, like ember penguins and like, you know, why they sleep with their feet up in the snow or something. But I was like, I cannot comprehend this. I just can't. This is amazing. Ember penguins are great, but I just don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know how we're going to get home. I don't even know what happened back there was real. <laughs> for starters. So yeah, that was, that was what we did for Nick's 30th. Holy shit, that sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> what the fuck did oh. I do for my 30th? Not that. Not that. <laughs> we can what? all turn 30 again. I don't know what the fuck. I don't even think I did anything for my 30th. I didn't know you could rent out an aquarium. How much is yeah, that? I think, they, I think yeah, they've I changed the rules now. Well, I hope, <laughs> you? I hope my wife is listening to this now. <laughs> rent this an aquarium. awesome. Yeah, it was really funny. The soundtrack was just fantastic <laughs> as well. Wow. So Julia, I, I have two, I'm torn between two of your stories that you have written down here. Oh, okay. Edward Scissorhands uh-huh. and tomato and traffic cone. <laughs> uh, what do you want to hear about? I don't know. Which one's better? You giggled, you giggled at the traffic cone story. So I guess we need to hear that one. Okay, well, I mean, none, none of them are as good as like getting drunk in an aquarium. Yeah, I probably with the good stories over here. Uh, I always feel my so, stories really bull people. I'm just like, oh, um, oh. you're not around the right people, girl. No. Yeah. <laughs> so back to New York City living days. Uh, when we would love to go out and accidentally on purpose get drunk and then walk home. But the thing is, not only does Julia become a wild animal when she gets drunk, she can get really handsy. And that takes on different forms depending on who she's with. Like I can get very touchy or just very grabby in that I accidentally steal things sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting Uh, your mother vibes, okay? Oh, I mean, um, God, we were walking home from, we, we must have like been in Central Park. I have no idea where we were up there that we got drunk enough that I was like, I'm really fucking hungry. And we were walking past a place that was closing up. And if you've ever been in New York, you know, people put stuff out on the street all the time, like a there are fruit vendors and delis and bodegas and stuff have a bunch of fruit and veg like right outside their shops. It's just there. I am not proud of this fact at all. I am so sorry. You know, I felt so guilty. I like went back the next day and like left them some money, but I, as we were walking by, I just swiped a fucking tomato and ate it on my walk home. Eh. What? Who, who doesn't like, like ate it like a, like an apple? Yeah. Just like, yeah. okay, all right. I, mean, I do that. That's great. Yeah, tomatoes are awesome. So weird. And 
Oh, you know, I was very grabby that night. So once my tomato was done, my lust for thievery was not yet finished. Uh, <laughs> there is always a lot of construction in New York. And for some reason, I'd always wanted one of those orange traffic cones, I guess. Um, so I don't remember actually taking it. However, I remember the next morning I was in bed and my roommate comes into the bedroom and she's like, oh, what's what's going on in the shower there? And I'm like, I, I, I don't in know. The shower? I, just, I don't know. So I, I follow her in there. She pulls back the shower curtain. There's a traffic cone that I just put in the shower and I put it there because, you know, traffic cones must be dirty. So the safest place if I was going to take it was to go put it in the shower. Yeah. Good logic. Yeah. I do logic. have logic when I'm drunk. It is its own sort of logic, but uh, there it was. I think I also brought home a broken lamp that night. So did you fix it? I think that's what I intended to do. I think I ended up just putting it back out on the street. Pretty sure I also went and put that traffic cone back at the nearest construction site, which is probably where I swiped it from. So sorry, NYPD, like don't arrest me. It was years ago, but yeah, it was great for a moment. Got you limitations. <laughs> I think you're okay. <laughs> we I may, I'm going to go back to a sec or another cruise ship story because there's lots of them. Um, we took a cruise 2019, end of 2019. It was like right before COVID hit. And one of our stops was um, Roton, Honduras. And Roton is like 32 square miles. It is a tiny island. It is like, okay. Why am I pausing? So Roton is like 32 square miles, itty bitty place, right? It is widest points, only five miles wide, um, maybe 30 some odd miles long. You can rent a car for like $20 for the day in Honduras. So that's what we did. We're like, we're gonna, we're not gonna do any of the excursions. We're gonna rent a car. We're gonna do this ourselves. So we ran around this island and I, we stayed on the side that was closest to the cruise ships. We only ventured maybe three miles from where we got off and we found this great little chocolate shop, but Ooh. we were going to go to the beach. So we were like, okay, well, we'll, we'll find it on the way back. There's like two streets on the whole island. It baffles me to this day, how we got lost <gasps> in Honduras. <laughs> so we we're like, we'll get it on the way back. We don't want to talk with muscles in the car. So we go to this resort. We, we drink, we swim with the fishes. We drink while we're swimming with the fishes and we get back in the car and we can't find the chocolate shop. No. One road we stayed on. It was one road the whole way. And it was, we couldn't find it. And I was so drunk and I was so upset. I made my husband literally drive in circles and we almost missed the boat. <laughs> so, oh my god! You, miss, you don't get back on the boat. Like, it, at least be in queue to get onto the boat. Like, they'll wait until everyone is off the dock. But if you miss the boat, they go to your room, they grab your shit, they throw it on the dock, and they fucking leave you. And we came, guys. Whenever I say that we were running down the dock to our cruise ship i mean like we made it by the skin of our teeth and no we never found the chocolate shop oh, oh god that's such I a was, tragedy i was a tragic story because <laughs> like who doesn't love local handmade chocolates and we we mm. found a different chocolate place and it just eh, no way no yeah. so the i have to go back I had, yeah it was in cambodia it was amazing because cam pot is known for its pepper and they would put fresh camp hot pepper on the dark chocolate it was amazing yum yep. oh fuck no chocolate <laughs> <I'm so hungry. laughs> note to self bring snacks for the next episode yeah yeah, eating yeah justin eat he's it. still munching away because he doesn't have to talk because he's never been drunk you noob <laughs> ellie he's drinking that. probably longer than all of you <laughs> evidently not to excess like all of us I, though <laughs> Well, I I skipped like some of the shittier beer years. Like, you know, when you're in your high school years, you're like 
oh yeah we got a 16 pack of bud or we got a whatever oh. pack of this and i never had those years like, i skipped all of that because i worked in restaurants my first actual job aside from this little like knockoff Chuck E. Cheese place where I was a ride operator and a cook and some other things at that place um, was as a prep cook at a microbrewery restaurant as a, as a bread of brew pub. So in my teens, I was being snuck samples. So I was getting, you know, IPAs and stouts and, you know, pilsners and various, you know, homemade, you know, not homemade, but, you know, craft things. From a, and so I skipped that whole like PBR you know, stuff until I got into, finally, I got out of culinary school and into regular college. Then I was like in my mid twenties with a gal, you know, I'll try. I did. I think I did a shotgun once. I'm not a shotgun. What do you call it? A, um, the tube and the beer beer bong. Yes. Thank you. Um, and yeah, it did not go well. (laughs) I don't, I don't understand people who can swallow that amount of liquid that quickly. Um, yeah, I still had my chest coat on, so I, it just went everywhere. Um, oh but yeah, no. So I'm so sorry. I've never been dropped down, steal a tomato, get lost in Honduras, fall into a skate bowl, you know, drunk. <laughs> You're not living. I will work on it. <laughs> you still have many years left, young oh, yeah. Justin. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get easier the older you get though. Fuck. No, I... Uh, you guys are talking about aquariums for your 30th. My wife is currently planning my 40th. E- so it's going to be a zoo. But I will <laughs> but I will tell her about the aquarium and let her know that she should rent out the Sydney Aquarium. Yeah. You can also rent out zoos. Yeah. Yeah, but you like, can have a roar in That's really more for her, though. I'm like, she's like, she sees things like, you know, a battle um hippopotamus or whatever we were watching yesterday by battle rhino she's like oh, oh a battle rhino i'm like no you do not need a battle rhino maybe she does why I does she what it is but I, yeah i know she does i feel like she doesn't you guys are always defending her all right anyway um should we wrap this up or do we have more stories Allie? what do you got <laughs> i literally have so many i can say one more i'll read you out the titles and you guys Ooh. can pick there is Cascade Brewery and the Beer Pouring Contest, Cautionary Tales of Pretending to be Sober, Winning Ooh. Beer Pouring Contest and Making it Home in a Strange City. Or there's Strife in the Strip Club, a tale of a young lady telling someone quadruple her age that their behavior is embarrassing me. That yes, one. that one. That one. That one. Just that, that one. That one. God, I love I'll your titles. I say do. Well these titles are amazing. <laughs> and there was also... Um, uh, world tequila day and for the love of satan please feed me something uh, <laughs> you have to do a part two because i still have lots of stories too so it sounds like we're doing club, a part though. two <laughs> excellent so one night i was out in the town in a really lovely notorious place called king's cross in sydney which is the place where basically at one point in time, all the nightlife happened, but it was the best of the best and the scummiest of the scummiest. And I was there for a friend's hens party. And so we're just like, yeah, let's go to like a strip club. So we went to go pick the worst one that we could find. And it was only worse because of probably the caliber of patrons. And also the floor was the stickiest. It was not from lack of talent or beauty. Those girls were great. And they're a lot of fun. So I like we all rock up in there. I was having a, a break. I was just like, oh, the drinks in here are just like really ridiculously expensive and I don't want to pay like $10 for a Jack Daniels and Coke. I really don't. And I love so it basically, <laughs> oh, drinking here is really expensive. <laughs> so yeah, um, I ended up just running into a few of the girls and we were just having like a bit of banter, like with the, with the entertainment. And we we're just like, yeah, cool. And they were like, going in those shoes because I was wearing I always wear like pretty high platform shoes and they're like can you touch the floor in those shoes and I was like I certainly can and so I did and I put my hands flat on the floor and like if you ever want a job you have one and I was ah. like oh shucks ladies <laughs> and so we became really good friends and I had a small amount of stripper dollars that I had and there was this really talented like lady who just really wowed me with her pole skills I was just like where do you learn to do that? Like, that is impressive. Like, I can't even imagine having that much upper body strength. Like, you know, you're amazing. And 
there was this guy who was relentless and he was sitting next to me and he was trying to talk to me while I'm trying to just like have fun. And uh, he's just like, sir, you know that I'm a daredevil and da 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 da. And I'm like, well, I can tell because you're talking to me. Um, so <laughs> just leave me alone. I'm just, I'm here with my pals. I'm trying to have a good night. Don't heckle me. I'm all good. And I'm like, you know, giving away my stripper dollars to this lovely yet lady. And this man just keeps chattering and chattering and chattering. And then he says something that I wasn't too clear about, but it, it didn't sound like it was like in a very nice tone towards the lady. And I was just like, okay, this is setting it off onto a different tone for me. And I'm really drunk at this stage as well. Hence why I, I was having an hour's break. And he starts grabbing the stripper dollars off the stage and re-handing them back. And I was just like, that is so, I literally gave this man just the sternest talking to ever. I was like, you ought to be ashamed of your behavior. And just like went full devil at him. I was just like, you will go to that bar. I'm watching you. You are going to buy more and you are going to hand them to this amazingly talented lady. She's just out here trying to make a living and you over here are just like trying to rip her off. You should be ashamed of yourself. And yeah, like some of the girls gave me a little clap and I was like, thanks, ladies. <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs> and then not long after that, we ended up leaving, going to the next place, but then we ended up couldn't get in. So <laughs> that was our last destination on that stop. But yeah, no, don't try to scam people out of their hard-earned money. Yeah. Especially don't. when I'm drunk and you're next to me and being annoying. Yeah. Don't be... Yeah. A low life, you know. Yeah, you don't stand <laughs> up with the strippers. We approve. Yeah, it's like they're just you know, goods and service, and you know, providing us with really talented entertainment. And you know, this person is just being a fucking fly. Just what? What do you do? Like you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, you're disgusting. Get out of my sight. <laughs> And that's the end of my story. Yeah. <laughs> that. that was my, that was my thought, shortest one. I mean, obviously Allie does. And I know that Julie and I still have a list to go through. So this is definitely going to be a two-parter at some point in time. Um, and maybe by then Justin will have a story he can throw in. <laughs> I'm working on it right now, kids. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this shiz up as the kids say. Um, Thank you, uh, Ramblers, for joining us. Um, as you know, this is a ramble show, hence all the rambling today. Um, please join us uh, next time uh, when we discuss... Do we have something on here? Yes, we do. What? Okay. Please join us next time when we discuss those assholes who only want to dance on tables. Hey, don't knock like dancing on tables, okay? I feel like there's a story there. Stories. Yeah, we there's didn't. lots of stories there. We didn't. You're just going to have to... <laughs> keep listening and eventually we'll thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time download almost anywhere join our facebook group and follow us at swig and ramble on instagram tiktok facebook and twitter for more fermented fuckery cheers